0: from Luke chapter 10, 1 through 20 can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1611. Luke records, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among the wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. And if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. And if not, it will return to you. Stay there and eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. And when you enter a town and Are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted into the heavens? No. You will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. And whoever rejects you Rejects me, but whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The mission of the church is in essence God's, me- uh, God's mission. God chooses. God equips. God sends. He blesses those who preach the gospel of his kingdom. And the mission work doesn't depend on human efforts only. Of course, we, we have some to share and to preach the gospel. But really when it comes down to it's sharing and it's preaching his word straight, not changed. God is in command. And for us in the flesh it's, it's hard to surrender to that. But God is in command of his kingdom and he does the best for the growth of his kingdom through his church. Lest we say often, you've seen me, I I, I wouldn't do it this way. And I'm sure at least what I feel in my heart is him saying, and that's why you're not God. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. And Martin Luther explains in the small catechism, what does this mean? And it says, The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. Now, how does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit. So that by his grace, we believe in his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there, there in eternity. This morning's text from Luke is a vivid example how God works to call people to faith and to enlarge his kingdom. It shows the challenges in God's mission and how we are called to be God's partners and co-workers in his mission to save humankind. Wow, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. The principles of this mission, its efforts that Jesus reported in our text are still valid for us today. They are still valid to our church today in the 21st century. I want to call your attention to some of the verbs in this text because they they lead to actions. Actions. The first one is appointed and sent. Jesus had chosen and sent the 12 disciples in a similar mission previously. As we read in chapter 9 of Luke. Now he has appointed 72 of his followers. And he has sent. He's appointed and he has sent. 72, two by two, to go ahead of him to every town and every place where he has or was about to go. Now, here's the thing. No one can be a missionary, no one can be a pastor if the Lord doesn't choose Him, or send Him. I've tested and proven that. You've heard my story, my witness. I tried, much like Jonah, to run the other way. He chose me. He sent me, and He is using me. The task Jesus was performing as a messenger of God, he was delegating to his church. If someone feels that God is calling him to holy ministry, he must have the recommendation of the church. And that happens. He is going to be acting in the name of Jesus, and he must the church must support the candidate as he prepares himself to be a preacher. I was called from within a congregation much like this. The first time that somebody identified a quality that they saw in me. I don't understand why you're not a pastor. Do you want a hundred reasons or the long list? we get to you in a minute too, but he's calling you. Now after the candidate is ready or even for an internship, and an internship is exactly what we're seeing in the case of our text. These guys were interns. They were apprentices with the master. Imagine that. Walking with the word. Seeing God with skin on, the nature of God. If you know me, you know the Father. Jesus said that. Now, the church calls and sends the candidate. Now, no one should go by himself without a regular call because this is not a human or a personal matter, but this is God's matter and a corporate matter of the church. In other words, the church needs to be behind those they send. The church needs to be behind and equipped that man or woman that they send out into the mission field. Do you know that you're doing that right now? You know, Chris, Pastor Chris, right? Well, Pastor Chris is starting a church down in Oceanside. In fact, his first service is going to be this next Sunday. And you have equipped him. You have supported him in prayer and in love. Every time that he's been here and and filled in for me, you have, as a church, been building him up, helping him learn. You've blessed him. You've been blessed, and you're being a blessing to others. The second action word I want to draw to your attention is, The word ask. Then Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask to the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, this is one of the most well-known mission prayers. 72 seems to be a good number of missionaries, but they were not enough. The church always suffers a lack of ministers. We know that millions of people around the world never had a chance to hear God's word. And we cannot think only about our comfortable situation that we have here. We have a, we have a building where we are gathered to worship, and we have a pastor, and we have to have concern about those who don't have someone to preach and to teach to them and so therefore we pray for God's mission around the world and we ought to pray for more ministers maybe God has plans to call one of our people in this church or one of your children to his team of workers We have to pray for the laborers, for God's kingdom. The third word I'd like to bring to your attention is the word go. We have a big challenge here. Go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Wow, sign me up. We always talk about Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, when the resurrected G- Jesus sent his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations. That was the great commission, not the great suggestion. In this text, Jesus sends and warns, the task is not easy. The disciples were sent out like lambs among wolves, and people are not always receptive they're just not always receptive to the gospel and to God's messages are they the church suffered and it still suffers a lot of persecution and if we don't suffer physical persecution the scorn and contempts well it hurts as well but even so God, Jesus, said go. The fourth word is say. The message to be shared is very clear. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. God's messengers are messengers of peace. And God sent his son, Jesus, to reconcile humankind to the Father. Jesus came to save, not condemn. Right? John 3, 16 and 17. This is the main message of the Christian church. To preach peace and reconciliation through the blood of Jesus' cross Jesus Christ shed on the cross. Sins are forgiven to all who believe in Jesus. The church warns and preaches the law because those who don't believe are still condemned. Those who don't believe are still condemned. And they have to be called to repentance and faith. How does that happen? ever try to win an argument with somebody? It's not up to mere man's abilities. He didn't say, go and change their mind. He said, go and say, peace be with you. Jesus is very clear when he talks about his mission on earth. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. The fifth verb is stay. The next verb to highlight is stay. <laughs> Or try to teach a dog that a lot of times humans are no better but he knew that and he made that point stay in that house eating and drinking whatever they give you for the worker deserves his wages wages the missionary and pastor shall identify himself with his people living as they live and the people have to receive and sustain the messenger of god This was the case of the Apostle Paul and many, many others who were traveling from town to town to preach the gospel, being hosted in several houses. And after the Christian church was better established, the holy ministry was better organized as well with full-time pastors sustained by the church. And lastly, the sixth verb is heal. Well, there's one more. And tell. And then Jesus said, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near. Healing was an important part of the early ministry as a sign of God's power toward the needy people. And the message of the kingdom of God was to announce Jesus himself who was coming to visit them as well, hence going forward to every town and every place. Now we pray for our sick people and we believe that God hears our prayers and he attends accordingly to his good will. And the kingdom of God is among us as Jesus comes in his word and in his sacrament and in his holy body and blood. The kingdom is near when we come up. The kingdom is near. Jesus is here. Now, God is still in mission through his church through his pastors and his missionaries, through his people, you, he's still at work. And each of us in the place God puts us is a light to shine, the love and kindness of our God, which has been revealed in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And the goal of our witness is officially that as church and as spontaneous as Christian is to, to share God's peace through faith in Jesus and to call more people from darkness into his glorious kingdom of peace. Last week, we sang, Go Tell It on the Mountain." remember that as you go out in mission in the marketplace in the checkout line even on the 405 you're shining the light of Christ there there's much more missionary work to be done among us and around the world and in spite of difficulties and opposition and persecution God is in mission to save many, many more. And to him be the glory. Amen.